What's up, y'all? This is Alex. This is Keys. Just so you guys know, we are not clinicians, therapists, therapists, psychiatrists, or psychologists. We are simply people with real life experience with mental illness. We are in Mental Health A certified through the Department of Mental Health and Hygiene. Yes. So we are your mental health crusaders, and you're now vibing with us on Me Too Radio Zone. Awesome. Okay, everyone, welcome to episode season two. Season two, episode, episode five, five Love and War. War. Couples edition. Yes. So welcome to our summer session, baby. Yeah, it's about to be lit. Yes, so summer is the time of year where people fall in love, right? No? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, I'm trying I can't, to... I can't. Mine usually happens in the fall for some reason, so I don't uh, know. Cuffing season? Yeah, cuffing. There you go. Cuffing uh, season. So for me, I am going to create love. I'm going to have me a boo <laughs> before this summer's over. Yes. <laughs> Got it. No, not my boo. My man. That's mm. goals. Yes. Right? So right. my goals is to be in a passionate, supportive spiritual relationship mm. and put so, it in the universe yes and so when we're talking about love what do you think of love keys that's a loaded question i mean of course self-love that comes first mm-hmm. for me i think love is an exchange of energy um it's an exchange of desires and expectations mm. yeah For me, love is freedom. Um, It's free to know who you are deep inside. Um, It's freedom when you're able to love unconditionally by giving that love, being that love, and also being open to receiving love Mm. and not being attached to love being a certain type of way because you give love how you give love. Mm -hmm. Like, expect it to be whatever it is. Right. um, Without judgment. I accept that. I'm actually going to steal that. You know... (laughs) Being that we mental health crusaders out here, love can be pretty challenging when you have a mate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like, okay, how do I tell someone that I'm battled with depression and anxiety? Right. For me, I'm always masking that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was never able to actually articulate that to me in the past, but I was able to experience what that looked like with the mate. Yeah. And then it, everything came out on the table like, oh, shit, I, I need some Isn't support. it, like, more intensified? I mean, for me, this is mm-hmm. my experience. It's, like, way more intense mm-hmm. being in a relationship than being, you know, dealing with your mental health on your own. And then when you're in a relationship, it seems like a lot more stuff comes out. Like, oh, that's how I am mm-hmm. when this happens. Yeah. Like, mm. So it's like a mirror. It's like a mirror. Right? Almost. It's like, oh. All right. So to get clear about what Keith and I are talking <laughs> about, right? Um, we have some really amazing and special people with us. And um, I must say that this is like one of my, I think this is going to be my favorite episode of all times because we actually have amazing people here. We have a couple and we have a couple's therapist. Mm-hmm. And with a mental health background. With mental health background. And so. And so for me, that's so important at this time in life because love heals and love conquers all and love can actually save your life. And so um, we're excited to have our guests here. So again, season two, episode five, Love and War, Couples Edition, yes. Summer Loving. And so Keys, go ahead, introduce us to our first guest. 
So I'm going to go ahead and introduce Mac, who is our therapist. Thank you, first of all, Mac, for coming on and uh, thank you for agreeing to me. this. Yes, thank you, thank you. So just a little bit about Mac. Um, Mac has received his Master's of Science in Mental Health Counseling from LIU, and he also received his Bachelor of Arts from Queens College. Uh, Mac is also a limited permit mental health counselor in New York City. In addition to providing counseling services, Mac also works as an MST FIT therapist. So, what exactly does that mean? Those are some acronyms. So, what, let's let's MST break that down. MST is multi-systemic therapy, where I work with families and youths and help them address the behaviors that are go- going on in the community before the justice system gets involved. Mm. Basically, hmm. did y'all hear that though? I did. That was loaded. Yeah, that was loaded. Awesome. Um, just a little bit more. So Mac also has extensive background working with a range, as he mentioned, of populations in various areas, including substance abuse, mentally diagnosed, at-risk youth, and more. He has additional experience working with couples and young adolescents providing individual couples and group therapy. Mac holds two certifications from the Gottman mm-hmm. Institute, which further enhances his skill set when working with couples. In terms of workshops, Mac along with a partner, facilitates a couple's workshop every four months based on Dr. Gottman's seven principles for making marriage work. Mm. So we got a we got a, a, a professional here who's going to really... Uh, assist, assist as best yes. as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't get the word. Appreciate <laughs> you. you on yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for being here, Mac. And thank so you. I'm going to introduce our couple and so across from me, we have Sade. Um, she is a queer Afro-Dominican freedom fighter creative who was born and raised in Washington Heights and now lives in the Bronx. Shout out to the BX. Um, if she is not a green worker, she's supporting an incredible team. And <laughs> she, you can also find her at Brown Girl Recovery. Um, that's an organization, an LLC organization, creating healing spaces for black and brown folks in Harlem, Uptown, and the Bronx. Um, Sade wears many hats, but ultimately is fighting for the liberation and healing of black and brown people. Sade, welcome to the show. Thank you for welcome, having welcome. me. And right next to me, we got her partner, Azizi Curtis. He um, actually has been on episode number two, mm-hmm. and he is a um, filmmaker, photographer, and mental health advocate who utilizes his artistry as a vehicle for change and awareness around people of color, who may have mental health challenges. So welcome, Azizi. So Azizi (laughs) and Sade are in the building. building. They've been together for like four years, right? Yep. So tell us a little bit about your love. What is love? (laughs) Right? (laughs) What the experience has been like. Yeah, what is love? Um, I can start. I think uh, we describe our love as like unconditional. It's not your typical type. We don't have a typical relationship. Um, we see each other as equal partners in the relationship. Um, we try to really think about how we show up for each other in ways that are not like gendered and like, oh, you have to do this and I have to do this, mm-hmm. but more so how can we support each other mm-hmm. in going through what we're going through um, in all aspects, whether it be school, work, um, activism, all the things that we do. Um, so really being really being conscious of each other in every way that we possibly can. Um, I would say that that it's not, I don't think that we, ex- we exhibit unconditional love, but I, I think that we experience 
a continuing a continuing choosing of each other every every single moment um and i feel like you know to say unconditional wouldn't be accurate um maybe unconventional unconventional i was thinking that's what i was looking for i was thinking so that, but i was like that's y'all love i can't tell y'all <laughs> how to love tell us a little about that that's um, I want to know. So, like, in the beginning of our relationship, uh, long, long ago, only four years ago, um, <laughs> we kind of agreed that, you know, getting involved, we would uh, build this, we were visual people, so, like, build this house of a relationship, right? And this foundation building this house would be uh, trust, vulnerability, and putting everything on the table. Um, and so what that means is, like, there's nothing that Shade, does anybody in Shade's past come up with and be like, ah, Shade, ah, ah, like, I'm like, I know, and, um, <laughs> and just sort of, like, accepting the flaws, the pros, and everything, and still holding her to her highest. It's beautiful. Like, that was poetry. <laughs> that was, that was, right? No, I felt some finger snaps. So, what I hear you saying is, the past is the past. Let's create from now and moving forward. We create everything in our present. We created our past, and we create our future. Mm. Okay, so Mac, what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean that's that sounds really really good. I even till to this day, there are a lot of couples that cannot be truly honest with one another. So mm-hmm. being able just just from the get go mm-hmm. to rid yourselves of all your walls of all 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 of your protection and just being naked, be like, yo, mm-hmm. this is this is it. This is my book. Accept me now, and we can move forward. If you have a problem with it, let me know so I can go. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Great mm-hmm. job. Awesome. Yeah. That is dope. Hmm, that is. Yeah. I'm, I'm right? like taken back because I've never really heard someone articulate love in a, Sade says unconditional, Azizi says unconventional. Mm-hmm. And either way, to me, it's pretty much one and the same mm-hmm. because unconditional is unconventional because we sometimes tend to love conditional mm-hmm. and with all these expectations. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> what are some of the things that um, you guys, what are some of the, like, adversities that you guys um, experience because of the love that you share? Um, I think often people question our age. Um, we've been living together for about three and a half years, so that's most of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of doubt of us being able to make it. Um, thinking that, you know, we were rushing into things. Um, I knew that I wanted to marry him from the first month that we were together. Um, and I never questioned it. And I think, you know, for some people that that's scary and that feels like very intense. Um, but I've always been clear, like, this is the relationship that I've always wanted. This is a person that I've always wanted to be with. And why would I pass that up? Because other people have these expectations of, like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to move in after five years and get married after, you know, all of these years. And so mm-hmm. um, often we're, we're, like, presented with this doubt um, and feeling like, you know, things are moving too fast. Um, but we, you know. We roll through, and we're we're people that push back and like prove people wrong often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just we just got a new car, so we're excited about hey. it. Um, but just always moving through the world, um, knowing that this life is the life that we create and that it's comfortable for us, and not one that people need to dictate for us or mm-hmm. like create timelines for us. Um, like we get to decide what that looks like. 
And I think in addition to that is unpacking all the fears that we have from our romantic past, from our uh, familial past. Like, uh, you know, my dad is a recent divorcee and like there's so much fear that, that uh, you know, of all oh, this person's gonna change, you never know, da, da da And I get that it comes from his own fear of like being hurt in the way he has been, but that's not my reality. But on top of unpacking that, I get to realize that if it's not scary, it's not worth it. Like, a lot of people get into relationships and like, oh, this is comfortable, this is whatever. But like, I don't want just comfortable. I want something that's gonna challenge me for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So, what are those things that you mentioned about unpacking? What are, what are those things? Give unpacking, like, um, I grew up in a household with both my parents, like sort of like that fake nuclear family. Um, and so I understand what it means to like sit at a table with my, my brother and my mom and my dad and like eat and I also seen it deteriorate. Um, and so that's a big, a big fear for me. Like everything is going great so far, but like tomorrow, I don't know what that looks like. And I don't know if that means that like tomorrow, Shadi might be like, well, you know, I actually, don't like the way this is going anymore like there's always this fear that that's not that's not a real fear it's no there's no factual thing behind the fear there's mm-hmm. no evidence to say that that's going to happen or even close to that um but it's these embedded things that are from my past that i've that i've took that i've taken throughout my uh my bringing up that lead me to being having the fear now um and it took time to realize that like my fear isn't my fear actually is like my dad's fear and my mom's fear and like all other stuff Mm. fear yeah and I was gonna say um, so I've had the opposite experience I grew up in a family single home um, with my grandparents who mostly raised me and my mom um, as a teen mom Um, she had me at 19 Um, and I often and you know the the prison system took away my dad Uh, And so often I grew up like with strong women around me and being like the strong woman and growing up to be independent and like you don't have to depend on anyone. Um, And often that I confront that in my relationship with being vulnerable um, and being able to ask for help um, and being like, actually, I don't have to do this all by myself. Like there is it is a partnership. Um, So that that's how it presents itself for, for me anyway. Hmm. I'm I'm kind of curious to how you guys got this much insight very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, share your ages, <laughs> please. Yeah, so I'm I'm <laughs> right? about to be 23 in May. Wow. Are you serious? And I'm about wow. to be 25 in December. Wow. Goals, right? At your age, I did not. Which have means that they've been together insight. four years, so that puts you at like 18, 19 yeah. when wow. like you got started. Which means like you've had this you know wisdom and yeah Yeah. in you like you i think yeah i think it was just seeing relationships in my life fail and just having a replica of what i didn't want what not to do (laughs) like what not to do and knowing exactly what i wanted and then having that and knowing like why 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 am i why let this go like why not give it my all you Mm -hmm. know why not jump in and like have it happen the way that i want it to happen Mm -hmm. um and not let age be the thing that like holds me back from that. Right. So there are two things that I w- want to champion from what you guys have said. Really? The, f- <laughs> the, yeah. the fact that you moved in together is a step that most couples do not do and go straight to marriage, which is one of, mm. I would say, one of the big mistakes in a relationship. Right. Because when you live in with your partner, 
you get to see their shadows. Mm -hmm. You don't get to see their social self, right? When you pick her up, she's not already ready for the (laughs) date. You get to see the process. Mm -hmm. When he comes home and he had a bad day, you get to see how he's behaving. Mm -hmm. When that time comes, you get to experience how is she like? How can I handle that? Can I handle that? So when you guys move in together, you have this reality check. Okay, this is my real partner, and these are the shadows that I'm going to have to deal with. Now, if you never address that, and then you go straight into getting married and then, and then living together, then you see all of this, and you're like, what, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I didn't sign up for that whatsoever. <laughs> so that's one of the biggest mistakes. And the second thing is, since you guys have been together for four, four years, you've passed that threshold from being in love effect to now loving each other. Mm. Being in, in love lasts two to three years, right? You meet this person, they're amazing. You have all these blinders on. You don't see the red flags or you overlook mm. the red flags. So people that get married in between two to three years have a 70% rate of divorce mm. due to all these blinders because after that in love effect is gone, you get to see the honey person. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, who the hell is this? Mm-hmm. So the fact that you guys are four years in, you're so vulnerable and honest. The fact that you can talk about your fears to her just like that. And, you know, being conditioned to be a man and not talking about your feelings and not being vulnerable and naked with your feelings. That's an amazing thing, man. Like, your relationship is goals. Goals, <laughs> right? I was about <laughs> to say goals. goals. Yeah, like and not only is goals, it's a mirror of each other mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. likes attract likes mm-hmm. and so um i, I just want to like talk a bit about my experience at your guys age um i'm 37 now but in my early 20s i was experiencing depression anxiety and i didn't really know what i was experiencing and mm-hmm. i was actually resisting with getting the support um and i was in toxic relationships because i was bringing this on and i wasn't conscious about it um, and then when I realized what was going on, I was quiet about it because gotcha. I said, if I tell my mate this is what's happening, he's going to leave. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Or he's going to think that I'm crazy, mm-hmm. right? And so um, what I started noticing was a pattern of being in relationship with men that were actually ha- going through trauma, crisis, or was also being silent about something in their life. So I was attracting what I was experiencing. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And so for you guys to be so aware at, mm-hmm. at the age that you are, kudos to you guys because it's, it's you guys like just yeah. gave me so much insight as mm-hmm. an, a, like an older adult now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I'm grateful for that because it was hard for me <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's not easy. Like it's not a piece of cake either. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think being, someone who is involved in the community and is like fighting constantly and you know as people that like are involved in social justice work um often the thing that isn't talked about is like taking care of our bodies and like self-care um you know we go out and fight for the community every single day as hard as we can but often like our relationship does get put to the side um and does get not left behind but like it's, we have to constantly remind ourselves that, like, the work will get done, but we have to be in that work as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it can't just happen for the community. It has to happen for us as well. Um, and so even in healing work, like, you know, I think I always have to come back and be like, okay, how am I continuously growing in my relationship and growing in my healing process? Um, am I being as open as I could be about how I feel? 
Um, and those things are hard. So it's not always a, pe- a piece of cake, I mm-hmm. would say. You don't even like cake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really love cake. Um, but Me too. To, in addition to that Me is um, I was having a conversation with one of my friends, and we were talking about, like, relationships. And she had this great analogy that we kind of continued to build together was, like, um, a GPS. Like, think of our relationship as a GPS and, like, ourselves as a GPS, right? So we navigate um, our own paths, right? But then when we're with someone, um, we are just, like, not cognizant of their path. And so, like, we carry our traumas and our environments and our upbringing. And so if I'm thinking about what I'm doing and not thinking about how Shade's lived experience happened and I do whatever I do, my actions might come across as something that's triggering. And if I'm not acknowledging her path and her navigation device, then I'm not doing my job as a partner that I want to be in this relationship. Gotcha. Question, how do you guys nurture each other or your relationship? We sniff each other. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever Um, works for you, right? (laughs) I think, so, I think one, like, not being afraid to talk about sex and, like, how we we honor our bodies. Um, I also think, like, just being able to be honest and asking for support, so, like, we often, so we went to the same college, so we <laughs> took the same classes together, we've been living together for a while, um, a lot of our work intersects, um, and so I think supporting, nurturing comes through support. Um, often Azizi comes to all of my events, and I think just seeing him there lets me know that I'm doing the right thing, that I'm going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And I never, when I think about my life, and I think, and I plan, I never see him outside of that. Um, so always planning for us and thinking about, you know, the things that I want for myself always involves him. Um, and I think that, that nurturing comes in like planning and, and thinking about life beyond just now. Gotcha. And in addition to that is like, um, I do a lot of things that I feel like the little things are always the big things. Um, and so, for example, Shade's teeth are very sensitive. So every time I go somewhere, I steal straws and make sure I have straws <laughs> on me because I know if she needs to drink something. That's what a man. <laughs> right? Or like straws for carry uh, tampons in my bag, but not just like the regular tampons, but like the tampons that don't have the dyes in it to make sure that she's healthy. Like, it's, it's just about... It's important, y'all. Goals. If I was in her shoes, Goals. like, I would want somebody to do this for me, right? So how can I be in, in service to the person I want to spend the rest of my life with? That... I like that. That I'm no, copywriting I love that. that. Or being in being service, in service. To the person that I'm in love with. I now claim that. <laughs> you copywriting yeah. that, yes, and that yeah. goes both that. ways, right? Yeah. That goes both ways. So yeah. yeah, and it goes both ways. But that shows the level of open and honest communication that you have. Communication is key. Mm-hmm. And going back to what I share, I wasn't able to communicate that because I didn't know what the hell was going on with me. But mm. if I was able to identify that and communicate that then perhaps there would have been some healing in the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to communicate, yeah, I know which tampon to purchase for babe, mm-hmm. and I know that I, I need to have some plastic straws on deck right? because she has sensitive teeth. Right, and that shows the constant level of commitment as well because you're constantly checking in, you're constantly present, like, all right, how who am I being? Who am I being in this relationship? How am I showing up? And always rerouting back to, okay, like, let's focus on, you know what who we are and why we're together and why we're even committed to each other like this oh i'm off track let me get back on like that's that's goals 
That's and, all I got to say. Like, the so, Rama just throw that out there every couple and, of minutes or so. And so, since this is a mental health um, podcast, um, we just want to openly ask, um, have you guys ever expressed any type of, like, mental health um, crisis, mm-hmm. um, traumas? Do you guys have a mental health diagnosis? Um, what do you guys feel about mental health um, matters? Um, so, uh, we have open conversations about this, like, uh, I've told her, like, I grew up with uh, anxiety, like, I had to get extra time on the test, and, like, uh, a lot of times I'd freeze up because of all these fears and pressures that I have. Um, <clears throat> then in my teen years, I never was, like, clinically diagnosed with depression, but, like, after studying it in school and, like, realizing what that is, like, I, I know that I have, I, I had dabble with depression. Um, and so... I open, I like leave that on the table as well. Like that's all a part of all the things that I bring, right? So um, even up to last week, I was telling her like, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling that good. Like I'm feeling like this is just how depression comes. Like I know that I've been doing really well because when I first, when she first met me, like there there was definitely times where she was worried about my life and like I wasn't really, I was whatever. Um, I was really indifferent about things and like with our relationship building and being open and honest, I was able to. Um, in loving her, find love for myself. Um, and so mm-hmm. when I have down moments, I could always be like, you know what? I know I've come a long way. So even when I was down this week and like not having a breakdown, um, I was also having a breakthrough because I'm like, I've, I've, I will never go back to this place because I won't allow myself to. Mm. I just wish we were live because <laughs> I just wish people could mm-hmm. see how Sade is looking at her partner mm-hmm. as he's expressing himself. It's like real love. Like it's not raw, like it is. Raw, <laughs> no, it's like it raw yeah. love and raw in a positive way. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh man. So, Mac, really quick, because I see like your expressions and you're just kind of like, wow, right? So, mm-hmm. is this not something you see often? Like, in terms of like their level of communication and openness and it's, you know, no, especially. No. <laughs> like, you, you guys have so much insight into who you are. And, and I feel like that's what makes the, the relationship much better because you, un- you understand exactly who you are at such mm-hmm. a young age, which is great. Mm-hmm. And also, I always champion the, f- the fact that you need the right partner in able to reach your full potential. And I think that you guys have found that in each other, so we, which is why your rela- your relationship is so strong. Mm-hmm. But alone, you guys are still strong by yourself as well. Mm-hmm. So, so, I, so I think that finding each other at the right time played a big part into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question for you, Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, couples that you normally um, support, mm-hmm. um, is it always, well, Keith kind of asked the question already, but um, I think what I want to really ask is um, a couple like Sade and Azizi, like, are they candidates to see a couple's therapist? I, the same way that we go see a dentist and we get a checkup once a year, I do feel like it's, it's a must that you get a checkup on your relationship as well. Just having that extra support or learning new skills and, and new techniques will go a long way. I've, I've always said that to be in a relationship, it's like a behavior that you have to learn. Not anybody can be in a relationship. There are specific skills, mindsets, motives, and understanding that goes into it. It's just like riding a bike, like you have to learn it. And some people in their past will, will make a lot of mistakes and then find, find that right person and are able to make that change. But you, you can cheat it. 
read some books, go to some workshops, <laughs> speak to a therapist, and you learn the skill set and certain things that that you can start applying that will make rel- rel- relationships a lot easier and more fruitful. Awesome. So Azizi and Shade, the f- the mic is on y'all. Um, do you guys have any questions for Mac around um, your relationships? Maybe you know, as he mentioned, a checkup mm-hmm. once a month. I mean, once a year, once a month, um, or any just any questions? Yeah, I think um, like how do you how do you think about uh, I guess just communicating with in a way that. Communicating in a way that's not like, I need you to answer the way that I need you to answer right now. <laughs> like, I, I need you to understand, even though I'm not telling you what I need you to, to tell me, like, how do you, how do you get to that level um, of understanding of like, I don't know what I'm trying to ask, but um, do you get what I'm saying? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you're saying like, uh, if you're if we're both like for example in an argument and you're trying to get your point across but I'm not understanding it and like reiterating it is not working for me because it's not how I understand certain things like a trigger or something like that how can we clearly communicate through our own uh, GPSs? Gotcha. So <laughs> great question, great question. So I think some some something that's not put into practice is taking a break in in between mm. conversations and arguments. The minute you feel like you're getting too hyped up or you feel flooded and your emotions are too high, take a 20-minute break and come back to it afterwards mm-hmm. when you're more calm because you do know how to communicate it. Mm-hmm. But at your current state, you're unable to. Mm-hmm. So just taking that break and revisiting the conversation 20 minutes later will greatly Im- improve the, com- the communication skills. Oh, yeah, I'll be, be leaving the, the bedroom and going to the couch. And she's like, why are you going somewhere? I was like, I can't, I can't communicate. <laughs> That's called stonewalling. <laughs> we don't want to do that, right, without the agreement being there, right? Mm-hmm. You want to inform her, listen, I'm taking a break. Once you walk away and you don't tell her, she feels like you're shutting her down. Mm-hmm. Whatever she has to say does not matter. Well, in actuality... He's telling you, okay, too much is go is mm-hmm. going on. I can process it. Mm. I need some time. Mm. So if you keep going, I'm gonna keep shutting down. Mm. But if you have the conversation prior and you label it, then you guys would be on the same page. Got it. Beautiful. Makes that's, sense. That's <laughs> um, do we have another question? Um, sure. Um, so we've been uh, talking about the possibility of uh, experimenting in polyamory uh, and polyamory and um, like having an additional partner like is that something you had conversation about like how do you yeah i don't know if you've ever had somebody come to you with that or um i don't don't think anybody has owned it from from my personal experience or has Mm. been direct with it so in that type i would say no but if that's something that you guys plan on getting into and a new lifestyle just keep doing what you're already doing just being honest being vulnerable and speaking of everything, then you guys will come with the best agreement possible. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) I I, want to say one last thing. You guys are not conditioned whatsoever. Like, society has this thing, like, where it conditions males, women, or or anybody. And the fact that you guys can speak about certain things 
so bluntly so honestly just tells oh, me yeah. that mm. you've shedded all of that yeah <laughs> and like i have goosebumps here here let's <laughs> talk i'm like oh my god if i had these clients my life would be so easy <laughs> yeah, right? for yeah. us i feel like we came into the show with like knowing that whatever i feel like we we're open about disagreeing in front of people like we're not we're not we shouldn't be in a, in a bubble right we want to tell people that this is possible mm-hmm. it's not impossible this is not something that you know it takes work this stuff takes work and every single day where it's about what is he said like choosing each other um and it's it's you know it's something that i want to constantly share with people and be open about like there's no questions that are off limits for us so and it's like our what we believe out some of our purpose on this earth is to help people and like i believe that like you know sharing and being on this podcast alone is like helping the masses of people that listen to this podcast that y'all should be listening to Mm-hmm. Thank you. Amen. Amen. So that. that goes for our closing thoughts, right? right? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And so, um, where can we? Um, where can our listeners find you, Mac? Um, so, Instagram at Talk to Mac. I also have the website Evolution Counseling dot org, Evolution Counseling NYC dot org. Um, I have a private practice in Brooklyn that recently opened, so we're taking no clients so please feel free to reach out come on people mm, dope. come on it. let's get it um azizi and Shade, please let our listeners know where they can find you and what you guys are up to um in this world yeah so you can find me at b underscore revolutionary and at brown girl recovery um i'm currently you know trying to heal myself and heal my community mostly uptown in the bronx um yeah we're on tour bronger recovery is on tour right now um and i'm excited to share healing with the world and what that looks like and feels like awesome can you mm. um let our listeners know brown girl recovery's handles as well so they can follow yeah so it's at bronger recovery on instagram on facebook and twitter yes and as easy. So you have uh, CTA Productions NYC.com. Again, CTA Productions NYC.com. Um, you could always hit me up for photo shoots. Uh, they call me the holistic photographer um, because of the way I speak and the way I conduct uh, my photo shoots, video shoots. Um, also looking to uh, possibly do a maybe work at my Mac over here uh, and use use my film again as a vehicle to create change about mental health. What's that film called? Oh, I have a film called Mirror Shattered that'll be out soon. Yes, yes, been um, waiting on it. And also got another project in my mind that's kind of just bubbling and bubbling, so stay tuned. Stay oh, right. So we are so excited. Thank you guys for coming. Thank yeah, you. This for was dope. Us. This Thank you for It was Thank organic. You. Like, I love the chemistry was lit. I'm going to have to be my man before the summer. Put that in the universe. He's out here. I feel him. Yeah. All right, guys. So thank you for coming. Guys, thanks for listening to us. We are so excited for our summer series, Love and War, the couples edition. Um, and we are still taking more couples. Yes. So if you guys, you know, are interested in coming on, please do, you know, reach us at me Too radio zone. That's me, the number two radio zone at gmail.com. We can also be reached. You can slide in our DMs at me Too radio zone on Instagram. Pause. No, unpause, press play. <laughs> and <laughs> we can be found at me Too radio zone on Facebook as well. So definitely, definitely check us out. And enjoy your summer. Zone out. Zone out.